podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, it's Tino here. In the episode you're about to hear, I spoke with Stephanie Drew and Matt Corr, who are both part of the team at the Celtic FC Foundation Supporters Committee, a group who supports some of the brilliant work that Celtic FC Foundation do. Now, most folk listening here will be familiar with at least some of the work that the Foundation carry out, but as you're about to hear, Stephanie, her family, and particularly her son Sean, have benefited immeasurably from some of the programmes that the Foundation run, and in ways that have brought real joy to Sean's young life. The work that the Foundation do not only help families right here in Glasgow, but all across the globe, and it's something that we as supporters rightly take great pride in. You'll hear shortly about the Supporters Committee's next big event, and I'd encourage anyone who has the means to support this, or any of the brilliant work that the Foundation do, to please do so. Please enjoy this episode with Stephanie and Matt, and thank you as always for listening. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Matt, welcome back to the Celtic Exchange, and Stephanie, welcome along for the very first time. We're here today to talk about the launch of a new event that you guys are putting on in March of next year, but before we get to all of that, it'd be good to cover a wee bit more about the work you guys do at the Celtic FC Foundation Supporters Committee. So, most Celtic fans will be very familiar with Celtic FC Foundation, but Stephanie, I'll come to you first. Can you tell us a wee bit about the Supporters Committee itself, how it came to be, and your main goals and objectives at this time? So, the Supporters Committee came together because a few of um, the Celtic supporters were doing some volunteering to help the Celtic Foundation anywhere they could, and they wanted to be a bit more involved and more hands-on and being able to get the message out to a wider group. Um, and so the committee's been going for a few years now. I've, I joined the committee last year um, and the work that they do, it's like another job. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us were quite prepared for the involvement that, that that's required. However, it's so worth it because the outcome is amazing. And the stuff that the foundation are doing is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I was going to say, I, I'm sure it can be lots of hard work, but ultimately the main thing is, is it rewarding, you know, first of all, for you guys on the committee and the, the hard work that you put in, but also in terms of the end goal, which I'm sure is to raise substantial funds for some great causes. Yeah, absolutely. And especially at this time of year, obviously with the cost of living crisis and everything that's going on, there's so many people in need and the need for people who can donate to donate has never been greater um, especially coming up to Christmas there'll be the Christmas appeal there will be kids and families unfortunately who won't have a happy Christmas they'll be cold, they'll be hungry they'll be sad and so if we can do anything to mitigate any of those issues then that's every minute of it's worth it Yeah and just to kind of clarify the, the relationship as such for, for those who aren't too familiar so you, you guys work very much hand in hand with the the foundation and the various programmes they work on? Yeah, so we work um, in partnership with the actual foundation. Everything that we do, we have to go through them to make sure, you know, that there's no... Everything's got to be above board and all that. Not that it wouldn't be, but... It's not what I <laughs> um, That's only at nights out. <laughs> the, yeah, so we work very closely with them um, and they kind of keep us right and things like... There's obviously politics and everything, so, you know, everything's got to be launched or presented in a, in a way that it, the message that we want to get out is the message that we get out. Yeah. Matt, obviously you and I have, have got to know each other pretty well in recent times. Um, I thought you were just a guy that wrote books and ran marathons, but it turns out you get involved in, in charity committees as well. So how did you end up involved with the group, Matt? I was, I was tempted to say so did I and so did my wife, but... Uh, 
I guess as a I guess as a consequence of working with the foundation in the past, primarily I guess through the marathons, and I was approached a few months ago now just to say, how would you feel about can we have a chat about joining this committee? Uh, workload wise, probably not. Timing wasn't ideal, but I don't know if it's a combination of FOMO and also just if you listen to I guess the pitch and what the the group were trying to achieve. So absolutely, I want to be part of that, and hopefully, I can bring slightly different angle to, to the skill sets that's already there. So as I say, it came, a, came about as a consequence of work I've done in the past with the foundation. I'm still, Steph's obviously been, been working, was involved last year. I'm, I'm, I'm not the youth policy, no laughing at the back there. I'm the youth policy, so I've, I'm literally feeling my way a wee bit. I haven't seen the outcomes as yet. So uh, I'm at the moment just trying to, to stay on course, follow the, follow the correspondence, try and, try and complete, my, complete my tasks. Uh, when, when they're due and, and stay, stay on the right side of the bosses but uh, and just on that Matt, what's, what's your kind of role what, what was it your this isn't a job interview by the way but <laughs> what are you bringing to the party what's but, your involvement I should have given you the job yeah so I, I guess my angle is uh, probably it ties back to the writing a wee bit about having the history and we'll talk about that a wee bit more as we talk about the event but I guess my, my Celtic background maybe first and foremost and, and how we can try and, and bring you know bring bring that knowledge into some of the projects that we're trying to we're trying to deliver over, I guess the next the next few months certainly. Yeah, um, Steph, as Matt has alluded to, there you've been involved a wee bit longer. So do you want to tell us how you get involved first of all, and, and what your own role is within the the committee? So I get involved first of all because um, my oldest son Sean has a degenerative brain condition. Um, we didn't know anything about that, and it was a, a massive shock to us all to our family. And over the past eight years, Sean's condition has deteriorated rapidly. You've probably seen some of the videos on the Celtic TV or YouTube or whatever. But yeah, so Sean went from studying to be a history teacher to he now is in a wheelchair and he can't walk or speak or feed himself or anything like that. And so as that deterioration has gone on, the Celtic Foundation have supported us in many ways. So from when he was able to be an independent young man going about doing his own thing, this foundation supported him to get a place in college. And then as his condition deteriorated again, it was a wee bit more of a change direction and it was different support. And we went to Ability Counts, which is a group for over 18s and they meet and play football. Um, There's no judgment, there's no... You don't have to appear a certain way, you don't have to wear certain clothes, you can just go and play football and have a great time. Um, And then as time's progressed as well and Sean's illness has progressed as well, we've moved on to other uh, Lions lunches, which Sean absolutely loves because when Sean started going to that, he was the fountain of information for all the guys and he would come and tell them who was signing or what had happened, who'd get booked or any Celtic news. And now Sean is enjoying that coming back from participants in that group because Sean's lost his voice. He's not got that anymore. So, um, But it's great, the support and the camp camaraderie around all the, the groups and all the participants is just, it's just amazing. And it's amazing to hear that and it's amazing that Sean has benefited directly from the, the various programmes there, so three programmes that you mentioned. And it's funny because sometimes, you know, we're all aware of various different charities that are around and sometimes you'll donate to something you never actually see where the money's going. But from your own experience there, Stephen, and, and that of your family, you're seeing the, the direct impact that the great programmes can have on Sean and, and various other young people like him. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I've made friends that will be friends for life. Um, I've been given invaluable advice um, because this was all very new to us and nobody's coming to chat your door to tell you what to do and what services to access and who will help you with that. Nobody's going to tell you that. You've, you've got to do it all on your own. And it's really difficult when you're dealing with the emotions and the stress of the change in your life. But for every penny that's raised, I can see directly where that goes and it's just, it's worth every single second. Yeah. And I suppose that in itself is what's maybe driving you and, and making you and, and, and Matt and the, the various others in the committee so passionate about what you do because, listen, something like this, committees take time, you know, and, and I'm, I'm laughing a wee bit because you guys will see and feel that at the moment. I'm sure there's lots of meetings and, and at times there's red tape and there's bureaucracy and there's all that that goes with it. But ultimately, as you say, Steph, all of that stuff pales in insignificance Absolutely. when you see the, the impact it can have 100%. on young people's lives. Yeah, 100%. And not even just the young people, their parents and their carers um, benefit amazing, you know, like, as I say, I've got friends that I've made that I would never have met. Um, and yeah, it's it's just unbelievable. And this time of year, especially the thought of a family sitting without their heat on just actually gives me the fear. Yeah. Whereas that's going to be their norm. So if we can make one person happier or make one day easier in somebody's life, then that's, that's got to be a win. Yeah, that's, that's a great place to be. Matt, Steph's obviously spoke about from first-hand experience how important the foundation and the great work they do is to her and her family and, and all the families that benefit. And what about yourself? What's, what's your own time? I know you've done your various marathons. Um, I know Marie Curie's a, a charity close to your heart, but the foundation also. So why is the foundation something that, that you yourself are so passionate about? You know, we spoke to Tony not so long ago and I think Tony went through the, the range of different projects that have been delivered, which... You know, I, I thought I'd a good handle on what the foundation were doing, but it sort of blows away with, you know, everything from, you know, local initiatives going on to the work they're doing out in, out in Africa. So for me, it's a couple of things, perhaps. One is the one is the fact that all this fabulous work that Steph's alluded to here is actually being done in the club's name. So I, I think we mentioned previously, I think that makes us a wee bit unique as a football club. Other clubs are doing, you know, work of that sort, but, but the, the Celtic FC Foundation seem to have taken it to another level. And say they're, they're helping folk from round the corner, helping folk on the other side of the world. So part of that is they're doing it in their name. And if we can do whatever we can do to try and, and you know and aid that and add to that is significant. I guess closer to home as well. My my brother, I think you know Robert. He, just before the pandemic, so one of the initiatives the foundation were doing, we're working out in Africa with the with the lines with the sixty seven kitchens, which is quite incredible, uh, out in, uh, in Malawi in in Zambia. So Robert done that, came back, told us the stories, I mean, shown the videos, it's just, it would, it would break your heart and also fill you with immense pride almost in not quite in equal measures, but I think you know where I'm going with that. So I sort of signed up to do that, then uh, COVID-19 kicked in, but uh, finally uh, we've got the go-ahead just in the, the last few days and we're going to be doing that again in June and my brother and I are going to do it together. Amazing. Uh, we... we as a family, we sponsored one of the kitchens, so we're hoping that we just might be able to actually see the kitchen that's that's in our name. So it's it's a whole. I don't think there's one answer to it. Mm -hmm. I think there's a whole range of different, I guess, emotions and feelings. Hugely huge pride, also sadness that some of the, the fact that some of these things have to have to be done. But as Steph says, particularly this time of year, and you you look at you know we've led quite a, I guess, a lucky life in many ways, and I think it's time to try and do something to try and alleviate. 
you know, make life a wee bit better for, you know, for others. Maybe, maybe less fortunate at the moment. Yeah. I don't know if that it, makes sense, but it, it, makes, my head. it makes perfect sense. And you'd mentioned, Matt, I think when we spoke last time, you'd mentioned the, the 67 Kitchen um, initiative. So breaking news there, I wasn't aware. So you'll be heading out in June to Malawi with Robert? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're just waiting on the final details. It's been sort of, obviously the pandemic has changed things and I know the guys behind the scenes have been working so hard because, uh, uh, you know, a, a major part of the programme. So, so just within the last few days, we're getting the nods to here. You still up for doing it? It's been three years. Yeah. Are you still up for doing it? And and if so, it's looking like a goer. So yeah, that's that's where we are. So June, yeah, brilliant stuff. And I, I look forward to tracking your progress. I'm sure you'll be tweeting and different things about that. But like even in the, the you know the short time we've been chatting here this afternoon, there's various programs that I'm aware of, but there's others that you you guys have both mentioned there that you know just let you know they kind of reach and and you've kind of covered it very well, Matt. Talking about we're helping people within the vicinity of Celtic Park. And on the other side of the world, and that itself is an amazing thing. You know, they've got the Lions lunches that you mentioned there, Steph. You know, there's a sensory awareness room, isn't there, at Celtic Park? There's Ability Counts, a programme that I know very well. I used to volunteer on that with my own brother a while ago, which is a great thing. Paradise Pit Stop, which has yes. came about through the cost of living crisis. There's, and as you say, Matt, it's sad that there's a need for it. But there is a need, and Celtic are doing something about it. See, see, sorry to interrupt you, yep. Tino, but see, just on that, see the Paradise Pit Stop, they've now started two lunchtime right. drop-ins. Um, the lunchtime drop-ins are Wednesday and Friday between 12 and 2. Great. And if anybody can get the message out to anybody that needs that, then please do. Um, the evening ones will still go on, and they are Monday and Thursday, 5 till 7. But we lunchtime ones are still a bit quiet just now, but I okay. think it's just because it's not common knowledge. So if anybody can get the word out to anybody that needs it, then please do. Perfect. So, you know, if anyone's listening and, and, and knows of anybody that might benefit from that service, and as Steph says, that there's zero judgment. As if, if anyone can make use of that, that's what it's there for. And we'll we'll share links to this and various other things in the show notes here just to make sure that, that the word gets out. I, I suppose I was going to ask you, you know, the question was, is, is there any programme in particular that stands out for you? But Steph, there's so many that, that you've benefited from it. It's probably, probably an unfair question, isn't it? There is none that stand out uh, individually because they all do amazing things in the area that they're they're targeting or, you know, they're, they're focusing on. So it, it, there's no way to even quantify how amazing it is without even trying to, you know, pinpoint one that, that's the best. Yeah. They're all just so good. That's great. There's a, there's a whole lot of detail on the Celtic FC Foundation website as well, so I'll absolutely link to that. And, and people can check out the various programmes and there's ways to... There's, the, the, the reason for doing so is twofold, actually. It might encourage folk to, to get involved if they need to use the services. It might help folk if they want to volunteer. And ultimately, it should raise awareness of, of the various great programmes that go on. We're here today to talk, of course, about what I think is an annual event, you know, for the supporters committee. Um, Steph, you're, you're now kind of in your second year, is that the case? Yeah, this is my second year, so the baptism of fire is over. <laughs> Matt's experiencing the baptism of fire right now. Um, but yeah, it's, I had absolutely no idea how much time and effort was going to be needed um, when I agreed to, to join the committee. I was delighted and honoured to be asked. Um, but the, the reason why it's so it, it consumes so much of your time is we want to get it right and we yeah. want to do the best we can and so that's what we do and the group that we've got are very driven and that's what's needed it is we operate this like managing a massive project because that's exactly what we're doing but we do have project plans and everything like that so it's not just 
let's go and get a cup of tea and what we're going to do next. It's all very, it has to be because we have to make it the best that it possibly can be. Yeah. There's uh, there's nine of you in the committee, is that right? Yeah. Who's your favourite? Matt. Oh, <laughs> I thought I'd catch you in the hop there. Uh, and Matt, I presume Steph's your favourite. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I, listen, I can appreciate there's there's so much work involved. I was having a wee look and I was reading uh, a great article um is it Lisa that's the head yep, that chairs Lisa the group? Yeah. I was reading Lisa's article, which was on the foundation website, actually all about last year's event. So I think the the theme was Seville, the Celtic way, raised twenty one grand, I believe, sure which did. is a great figure. Um, but it just sounds like it was all singing, all dancing, and very, very full on. And Matt, I'm sure you know yourself; those things don't happen by magic, and it needs a commitment of so many people to make them work. No, it's, you're right. You know, so I, I, I've only been able to to hear the stories about it and see the pictures. It looks like a fantastic night. So. So all gearing up to the next one. This will be the third one, the the, the original one uh, focused on Celtic in Europe. So Celtic in Europe, the Celtic way, Seville, the Celtic way. So you mm-hmm. can see the sort of theme developing here. This next one's going to be a wee bit different. So I hear there was a buck in Bronco at the last one. <laughs> excuse, excuse my language. Did you have a go, Steph? I certainly did. I've still got the scars. <laughs> Maybe mental scars on other people right enough, but I've still got the pain in my legs. So. Yeah, I don't think there's any dignified way to do the Buck no, and Bronco. So. No, I did try. Yeah, and that's hey, that's all you can do. Exactly. Um, do you know, I'm impressed you said that in the air. I was dreading you asked me what was that. <laughs> uh, Matt, why don't you take the lead? So this is your uh, baptism of fire, as Steph says. This is the kind of first of the annual events that you're involved in. So the date is Saturday, 23rd of March at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Do you want to tell the, you know, the listeners what the event is going to be, what the theme is and, and how it's going to look? Uh, absolutely. So as I say, the, the, the first couple have looked at different aspects of Celtic's history and this one is, is, is really one close to my heart. So if you consider the, I guess, the, the very, very for foundations of Celtic, how we came to be about, the, the great folk that sort of took that vision and again, get right back to the you know, what the foundation are doing just now, all the way back in the, I guess, the late 19th century, there was this real need for people who were struggling big time. And, and that's really why Celtic came about as a club. So, you know, a group of folk in the, the East End, looking at, looking at what was happening and looking at how folk were struggling, decided to do something about that. And incredibly, they used football as a vehicle and, and working with, you know, the first great Irish club in Scotland, Hibernian, who'd come down and various other clubs, Dundee Harp, all these, I, I guess, Irish clubs that are dotted around Scotland. Uh, which Hibs are now, and I guess in Celtic, are the, are the sole survivors. But they would come down and play charity games at, at Brother Walford's request. They would charge a penny at the gate, and that money would allow us to to, to feed families. That, you know, that was the difference between families surviving and not. And eventually, you know, after Hibs won the, the Scottish Cup in 1887, so wonderful how it comes back to football, 1887 in February, Hibs sort of break the established order. They win the Scottish Cup. They have a party to celebrate that, but they don't have it in Leith or in Edinburgh, where Hibs come from. They have it in the East End of Glasgow, and it's, a, I guess, the, the, the Catholic community from the, the West End of Scotland. It's a great day for the Irish, as the song, the song goes. And at that at that function, allegedly, the Hibs chairman, certainly someone, speaks to Walford and says, look at support you've got here. You know, why don't you why do not do your own thing? And from those acorns, uh, you know, Walford and John Glass and other founding fathers, they pulled together this, this new club, the Celtic, and you'll get players, the greatest players from all over the country. I, I guess with that that background initially, and they set up they set up the club that we know and love. You know, what 135, 136 years down the line. So what we're doing at this event, we're going to be celebrating not just the you know these wonderful folk who who saw that need, did something about it. A bit like hopefully what the committee are doing now, what the foundation certainly are doing now. They've set up that club, and then for the next, you know, Willie Mayley being very very. Uh, 
involved right from the very start. Probably Celtic's first signing, and there's a fabulous story behind that as well. Maybe that's for another day. But then Willie Maley takes that for the next 52 years. It becomes his life's work. And, you know, all these fabulous Celtic players that we commemorate in song, you know, none of, even despite my looks, not old enough to see some of these guys, but these guys, these are names that are still revered, heroes, you know, that will, you know, these names that will live forever. These are, these are going to, so we're going to celebrate, you know, we're going to do, hopefully do a, a wonderful thing, raise lots of money for the foundation, lots of money to, you know, to, to, to alleviate need in, in, in all these areas we've discussed, but also at the same time celebrate this fabulous club that we know and love. And we're going all the way back to the very beginning. So some names have been familiar, you know, Mealy and Walfred, one or two others. But some names not so. And it's time that they get, you know, their, their wee moment in the sun. And the guys who wore the stripes or the white shirt or then the hoops are going to celebrate these guys as well. So, you know, Celtic supporters, I think, are going to love this. So Steph's alluded to the amount of work and the detail that's going into just getting this right and making this a night to remember them. You can tell I'm, I'm thrilled even just talking about it. Yeah, do you know, I, I can genuinely hear the passion here, how excited you are about it, Matt, and rightly so. There's a quote, you and I were chatting on the phone the other day, <clears throat> and you'll know it far better than I am, but there's a really good quote from towards the end of Willie Mealy's time. Can you remind us of it? Because I think it's just a, such a, a, a great and relevant quote. Is this like my, my life? It's all about Mealy's, sort of some absolute classic quotes of Willie Mealy. The one that sort of sticks to mind is about, he almost devotes his, the, the existence of Celtic. What, what would his life without Celtic have been? It would be an empty existence indeed. My life has been, I can't remember the exact words, Tony, you put me, you put me right in the spot there, Tino. But, uh, you know, they, basically Willie Mealy is saying that without the Celtic, and this is as a man of 70, 72 looking back, his, his life would have been empty. And this is a man of the family, it's a man of the business. But still he's saying, without the Celtic, what would it have been? Yeah. My goodness, maybe I'm going to flip that Willie Mealy comment on him. Without Willie Mealy, what would the Celtic have been? Yeah, true. I wonder if Willie Mealy went up the road after that quote and his wife gave him a clip around the ear. He said, have you seen your quote in the paper? What do you, what do you, <laughs> do you mean? What, what it is? Uh, but no, it's a great paper quote. Paper man and me, then. <laughs> but it's a great quote, very relevant at this time as well. Uh, Steph, as Matt rightly points out, I think we're recording here on the 15th of November. On the 6th of November, if I've got my dates right, Celtic celebrated 160 years uh, since that that foundation, it's a brilliant theme. And as Matt says, there's so many kind of you know directions and avenues that you can kind of take with that. But how do you guys as a committee settle on that as a theme? How does that go? Do you bounce around various ideas? Obviously, Seville and the Celtic way was last year's theme. I'm sure there's been others that that I'm I'm unaware of. But how do you land on that as a final decision? It's very difficult to make a decision. But when we got around this and with Matt's involvement, obviously in um, Matt's books and all his writing and everything like that there's so many surprises to come and great things about the event so I'm not going to give away too much detail uh -huh. but we we literally did just bounce back and forth if somebody was to print out our WhatsApp chat you would need a, a, a book written like it's actually a journal it's like a you know it's like a, a full life story a biography it's so big the chat is just but once you get something between your teeth mm -hmm. This group just it just goes and Matt will say, How many messages are you getting here? Like and I'm like that. Just look at it and if it's not for you, just swipe back, just ignore it. But it it didn't just happen mm. uh, over five minutes. It did take, you know, a good few weeks batting about ideas. But once we got into the the grip with this one and we started getting all the ways that we could angle in from, then it was a no brainer. 
Yeah, because I, I mean, committees famously always agree straight away on everything. So I'm sure definitely that, not. <laughs> sure there was no issues there. Um, I think the fact that we were what we want to try and do is remember to keep the foundation, and so it has to be something that is totally, you know, that's totally embedded in it. Everything is about the foundation, and if we keep that going, then the work that we need to do will get done. Yeah, I'm sure it will. So as I mentioned earlier, the, the date is Saturday 23rd of March. It's at the Crown Plaza. Obviously, you, you can't tell us everything, Steph, in terms of what's involved just now, but is there a few kind of teasers and different bits and bobs you can tell the listeners at the moment? Yeah, so you can expect a drinks reception, a lovely three-course meal. There'll be live entertainment. We have the wakes. Um, they're coming to keep us all entertained. Um We've got another few things going on during the course of the evening, but some of them are a surprise. Um, all that I will say is is that this year we've taken a bit of chance with launching at this time, just before Christmas. We appreciate that you know everybody's, but everybody's got lots to do at this time of year. However, it's an ideal Christmas present for somebody. Great, so, yeah, you've been working on that one. Uh, no, listen, that's that's so many lists, lists are getting ticked. Yeah. So if you take advantage of the early bird offer as well mm-hmm. before the 1st of December, then it's even more of a bargain. Yeah. Steph's head of sales and marketing as well, <laughs> it seems, Matt. Uh, you mentioned the wakes. Uh, I'm very good pals with the wakes slash Paul Sheridan, who's the front man. I was actually speaking to him last night uh, just ahead of this one. They're a seriously talented band. They're, they're excellent. And if you're just going to see the wakes and nothing else, you're in for a great night. There's a, there's a song that they released last year. It was a charity single that they've done... Uh, in association with Axum, other podcasts are available, Matt. Um, <laughs> and it's one that you're particularly keen that they play on the night. Do you want to tell us a wee bit about the glory and the dream? Yeah, they, I mean the glory and the dream sounds <laughs> sums it up very, pretty brilliant. It's a, it's a great, it's a great song, as you say. So if you think about, it, we've, we've talked about Brother Wilfred and the Founding Fathers, and then we've talked about Mailey and the players. So there's your, there's your dream, Wilfred's dream, his vision of what Celtic could be. My goodness, all, all those years back, and then the glory that was then delivered. By these players over the next, you know, fifty years and beyond. It's just one section of our history, but very, 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 very key. So yeah, I, I love it. So yeah, if <coughs> if you're uh, talking to Paul again, so make sure that's in his make sure that's in his hit list, his set yeah. list. Yeah, I watched the video just this morning. I hadn't yeah. seen it for a while, but the video's brilliant because yes. it's filmed in and in and around St Mary's in the Calton. Obviously, the f- place where Celtic was formed, and you know, Paul's there. He's at Celtic Park. He's he's walking around the barras. And listen, if 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 you're just of any sort of Celtic persuasion, it just really strikes a chord with you and it's it's a great single and I'm sure he'll be rolling out that and, and his greatest hits on the night, so that's something to look forward to. Um, as I mentioned, Steph, great total raise last year, so 21 grand raised you know, through the Celtic Way event. Um, are you hopeful of meeting or even exceeding that this time around? We're definitely hoping to exceed it. Yeah, is that, yeah. A, is that a real drive to do so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year we, we were a bit concerned because obviously just with the cost of living crisis and everybody everything's more expensive and everything like that. We were really thinking, hope this isn't a flop and, you know, so many people need the funds and so we were hoping it would be a a great success and we were absolutely delighted. But obviously, we don't want to go down the way we absolutely want to go up. Yeah, that's the only way. Um, Just on that, so, in your newly discovered role as head of sales and marketing, (laughs) (laughs) where can can people get a ticket? So it's going to launch, we're recording, as I said, on the 15th, of November, it formally launches on the 16th tomorrow, and that'll be you know, passed by the time 
this recording comes out. So where can people get tickets? Um, and obviously, as I say, we'll share links for that as well. Yeah, so all the links will be across our social media platforms um, and the links will obviously be coming up down on the bottom of this ticker tape thing. Of course, of course <laughs> Except it's not on the TV, so there won't be a ticker tape. Yeah. Do you have just at the moment, Steph, a note of the where folk can find out more about what you guys do on socials, you use on Twitter, yep. Facebook, etc. Yep, so we're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, if there's any spelling mistakes, then that's all my fault. <laughs> um, yeah, so anything that you want to find out about us, do that. We're also on the Celtic Foundation's official page. You can find out um, anything you need to know about is on there as well. And if anybody wants more information about what we do as a committee, then please don't hesitate to get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Just in terms of the the scale and the scope of the event, where did you hold last year's? Was it Crown Plaza? Same venue. Yeah. So it's the same kind of, is it 300? That's the, the big target? Absolutely not. No? Definitely 500. 500, you yeah. know. Okay, fingers crossed. We've got the weights coming. I, I was going to say, and Matt Corr coming. And Matt Corr. Yeah. Like, um, Matt, is there anything else you can tell us about the event or is there a, these kind of things you're going to keep up your sleeve? I was going to say, there's stuff I'm dying to tell you about, but on pain of death, uh, I'm, I'm instructed not We're to. We're all terrified for Lisa. <laughs> oh, I'm, I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not 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 at the moment, you know. But over the you know over the over the coming months, we'll you know we'll reveal yeah. we'll reveal more details about it. But I, I'm all I'm saying is I'm I'm really excited to see the the reaction to some of the things we've got uh, we've got lined up there. We've been working really hard on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just it just seems like a, a really exciting event and, and lots to get excited about. Aside from the the annual event, then so obviously this is a big push just now, and and we're really keen to support you guys and getting the word out there. But what other initiatives do you guys get involved in? So for example, I know there's a the foundation do their bucket collection. Um, I think it's at the Motherwell game on the twenty fifth of November. For example, are these the kind of initiatives that yourself and the team support, Steph? Yep, definitely. So we will be um, team leaders on the day around about the the, the stadium, um, handing assisting with groups of bucket collections, um, making sure all the, the buckets get back in and stuff like that. We'll help at the. I don't know how much use I'll be because I'll be at girls for good the night before. <laughs> Just warning you, Matt. You might need to step in. Um, like we've got the Santa Stroll coming up in December as well so we would be there just to assist and make sure that the event runs smooth and we can assist the foundation staff in whatever way they need us um, and again it's just really any events that are coming up over the year or anything that the, the foundation think that we could assist them with then we're happy to do that we were at the King's Theatre for the Celtic story mm-hmm. Um, that was a great night as well so yeah yeah good stuff uh, Girls for Good you mentioned that's on Friday 24th of November Matt you're not invited I, I'm gutted I can't believe it apparently my invite's in the post and it's been lost somewhere but <laughs> don't know um, but uh, to go back to your own uh, links with the foundation Matt I'd mentioned the marathon running um, with the the book launch for your, your latest book um, Magic Stan and the King of Japan which is all about Gordon Strachan's first season at Celtic and you were able to make a, a donation on the night do you want to tell us a wee bit about that? Oh uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that was a nice thing. That was actually uh, David Fold's idea, my co-publisher. So as you know, we lost our our, our lovely friend uh, David Potter uh, just towards the end of July, really, really sudden. So still sort of trying to deal with that. But one of the thoughts, you know, out of everything can can come some good, as we spoke about a couple of times in in this session. So one of the thoughts on the night was, well, what can we do to sort of honour David? Because David's family would be there. 
And uh, it was also the anniversary, if you remember, of Hamden and Son yep. for Willie Fernie, despite Billy McPhail's hat trick. Like many folk who were there reckon that Willie Fernie was the man of the match playing at right half. Willie Fernie made it seven, he scored the last goal. So David wrote his autobiography, David wrote his biography uh, just the previous year. So what we thought we'd do is on the night we'd have a we'd have a I guess a suggestion where envelopes on the table. We asked folk to put a note of whatever they could afford, put a note into the envelope, and at the end, and, and when they took that note up to the bookstall, they were handed, a, I guess, a complimentary copy of, of David's books, and every penny of that went to the foundation. So we thought, you know, we might raise, we might raise a couple of hundred, and we raised twelve hundred pound on the night. So the generosity of the folk in the in the room was just was just off the scale, you know. So twelve hundred pound, and what we've decided to do is keep that going up until Christmas. So we're Anything we're selling, any any of the any of that book that we're selling, uh, Willie Fernie put on the style. It's a brilliant book. I had the pleasure of editing it. Although I think I think editor's a, a glorious title. I think really what it means I get the pleasure of reading it first. But uh, Willie Fernie book put on the style. If you buy that from CelticStarBooks.com, then we will donate every penny of that to the foundation and hopefully you know add to their, their Christmas appeal. So I wouldn't like to put a figure on it. I didn't think we'd get twelve hundred in one evening, but. It just shows you what can be done. It just shows you the generosity, you know, and, and the kind-heartedness of the of the Celtic support. So, and that's that, isn't it? Blows away. You guys have seen this firsthand, and and we all catch it at different times, whether it's through social media announcements. Just that phrase, Steph, that the generosity of Celtic fans it kind of knows no limits. You know, you see time after time when the call goes out, and I think you used a good phrase about those who. You, you encourage those who can afford to donate to do so, you know, because not everyone's in a fortunate position to be able to do so. But the people of a Celtic persuasion who find themselves in that fortunate place more often than not step up to the plate, don't they? Yeah, always, definitely do. I've been at fundraisers, I've held fundraisers myself, um, and I walked the West Highland Way for um, the, the foundation. I've also spoke at the gala dinner in London, and the money was absolutely crazy in yeah. the room. However. It doesn't matter if it's a pound or a hundred thousand pound. Every single penny makes a difference, and I've seen both sides of it, the bottom of the scale, the top of the scale, the middle, whatever. You know, it's it's just so humbling. People will absolutely always put their hand in their pocket for Celtic, and that's why it is a club like no other. It's really just it, I was blown away. Um, because I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. So certainly the support that I've had and my family I've had, I know exactly what every penny means. Yeah, great stuff. How did you enjoy speaking at the gala dinner? Was that a nerve wracker or was it okay? It was great. I got to meet Chris Sutton. That's it. And I got to tell him that his Twitter was my favourite Twitter in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> so it was worth it all. I was also going to ask, you know, we've listened to Matt talking about you know, Willie Fernie and Brother Walfred and John Glass and all these Celtic figures of the past. Is that what he's like in a night out? Does he just go on about it and bore you while his sister is? No, he's too busy dancing. <laughs> so, so I've, I've yet to see that. Um, bigger question, you know, as we started up things up, but just to, to ask, so obviously, Matt, this is your first time involved with the, the supporters committee and certainly the first big event, you know, that one in March. Steph, you're, you're a, a year or so further down the line. But what's the hopes for the, the supporters committee? So aside from Celtic FC Foundation, you know, I think 10 years or so the, the foundation's been established for and, and so many good things that they do, but... As a group yourselves, as a committee, I think as I mentioned there's nine of you guys on the committee. What's your own hopes in terms of, of where it might go in the years to come? So it's really just to be there for the foundation for in any way that they need us. And that has certainly changed from 
the beginning to, to where we are now. Um, I think for both, trying to find where that l l level playing field was, because there's a lot of stuff that we can't get, like we can't be at projects to help with GDPR and, you know, um, PVG and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's however we can help. And I think it, we're, we're both still learning. What can we do? What can he ask us to do? What can we offer to do? All that kind of stuff. But basically, we're just hoping that we're going to get bigger and better. We're definitely not um, going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it, which is brilliant. Matt, same question to yourself. Obviously, as I say, you're, you're brand new in the door, the... What, what do you call yourself? The young apprentice or the, the youth, youth policy? Youth policy. Um, what's, what's your own hopes and aspirations? You'll, you'll have seen in recent months, I suppose, just at, at first hand, the, the amazing work and, and the serious effort that goes in behind the scenes because people will turn up to the event on the 23rd of March and I, I'm pretty sure it'll be a great event. It'll be all singing, all dancing and everyone will see that. But they don't see all the work that goes on in the lead up to the event, up to the very last minute. I'm sure there's always panics and changes of format and different things that can happen on the night. So... You're seeing firsthand all of that work, Matt. So how much effort does go in behind the scenes? And again, what's your own hopes and aspirations moving forward? Well, I think you're spot on, Tina. There's an incredible amount of work. As I say, uh, Stephen's talked about the, the volume of correspondence that's flying. I mean, it is, it's constant, just trying to tweak things and get things 100% right. I guess I'll, I'll make my, my supporters' committee debut at the bucket collection. So I've recruited myself. I've, I've recruited my daughter. So we're going to. So if you do see us out with a bucket, please, please don't. And you can, please don't walk. Please don't walk past us. So that that that'll be that'll, that'll be interesting to see that. I've, I've put money into the buckets. I've never actually wandered around. I'm I, I'm always more comfortable giving money than asking for it. So I'm just going to have to change the role for that day. In terms of do it itself, I mean that's you know, Steph's again talked that that's another level. I, I've way back in time. I've been involved in raising functions and even you mentioned the launch. You know how much work even goes into something like that. This is another scale entirely. So, as I say, just looking at it as, as, a, as a major plan, we've all got our own roles, we've got our own tasks, there's milestones, there's Zoom calls, there's formal meetings. It's a, it's a major... I was, as somebody who worked in project management for years, I mean, I take my hat off. We're only, certainly speak for myself, only one sort of wee cog in the wheel. I've got a certain remit, certain things I want to do. So, for, for me, it's about learning, it's about seeing what I can do to help. I've, as I say, there's hopefully some skill sets I have that, that others don't. What I can say for definite is there's lots of skill sets I don't have and I'm in awe watching some of the things pull together. So it's a, very much a collective effort. We'll have a laugh along the road, you know, albeit it's hard work. It's, you know, there's a bit of fun. There's a bit of Mickey taking going on out here. So, so, but all the, all the, it's all, it's all going to one, it's all going to one thing that on that night, on that 23rd of March, there's 500 people packed into that place having the time of their life, a real great Celtic night, a real great fun night. And we're, we're the most magical of outcomes that we're going to make some serious money for Celtic Foundation to allow them to go and deliver even more of these brilliant projects. So it's it's, it's an absolute win-win. Yeah, 100%. Stephanie, we've just met for the first time today and you know, in the short time that we've been speaking, it's just abundantly clear and I'm sure anyone listening will, will barely you know, feel the passion that you've got for the projects, the various different things that go on. So as I mentioned, you know, we're starting to close things out for the day, but any final comments, either in the event on the 23rd or, or the work the Foundation do, or just anything at all in general as we start to wrap things up? Just to thank everybody who has put their hand in their pocket and donated to any of the, the collections or events or anything like that. Please know that every single penny makes a massive difference to someone's life. And if you think about 
like for for instance, Wilfred's Wish, you can send three pounds a month to Wilfred's Wish, and somebody will get fed. You can go to Starbucks and you can't buy a coffee for three pounds. So that lets you see just exactly. So there are other coffee brands available. <laughs> <laughs> that lets you just think, you know, that every little does count. Every single penny counts. So thank you from me and my family, and especially from Sean. That the difference that you all make is just phenomenal. Yeah, and it's so good to hear that. And as I said, you know, Sean and, and everyone else who benefits, that's what it's all about, Matt. And that's that's the end goal. It's, it's Listen, it's, the, the night out will be fun and that's great and there's loads of fun along the way. But ultimately, the, the work you guys are doing, it's for those who will then benefit from and, and experience the services. And, and that's really the bigger picture, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I deco everything that Steph says. But the other thing I keep coming back to as well, we talk about, you hear about Celtic more than a club or a club like no other, whatever. And for me, that comes down to the people. And there is, there's lucky enough to travel all over the world. There is no club, there's no one else on this planet that support their football club the way we do. So for me, it's all about the people. It's all about the generosity of spirit. It goes all the way back to, the, the, you know, the, the, the folk who decided to have a Celtic and I love, I love it. And part of the tours, you're speaking to people. That spirit is still alive and kicking today. Both in the folk that go through the gates at Celtic Park, and the folk that are making up these committees, and the folk that are putting their hand in their pocket to support, you know, the, the various initiatives and ventures, just to make life just a wee bit easier for, you know, for, for others. I think that for me, that sums up what Celtic are all about in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's all about. If you are listening, please do make a point of checking the the show notes. There are going to be so many important links there. Uh, regarding what the, the guys do at the committee, what Celtic FC Foundation do, and definitely where you can get tickets for the big night on Saturday, 23rd of March next year. Stephanie, Matt, a huge thanks to you both for joining me at the Celtic Exchange here this afternoon. And thanks for telling us all a bit more about the great work that you guys do at Celtic FC Foundation Supporters Committee. Very best wishes for the event in March. I'm sure, no doubt, it'll be a huge success. And we'll look forward to speaking to you both again sometime very soon. Thank you much for having us. Thanks, Tino. Pleasure. Network.